Hello. Evil Jeff. This is him. Is this is this hung for you? Sixty nine. I'm just I just douche so I but I'm not a hundred percent ready yet for the date. Are you on your way over? Are you here? Uh, I thought I would stop and pick up a scary movie. Where the fuck would you do that? Would you go to Redbox at the at the Safeway at those? You know what? I don't even have a DVD player anymore. So that's people. What's your know. favorite scary movie? What is my favorite scary movie? I don't know. Oh my God. It's been so long since I've seen a scary movie. Actually, I just recently been watching this Vietnamese gay soap opera called Mr. Cinderella. And Wait, um, what? it's called Mr. Cinderella because actually the two, they met as children, but um, one was raised as a girl. And so he. How would you like up, to be gutted like a fish tonight, Evil Jeff? Oh my God. That, that speaking of the one guy, but in Mr. Cinderella, one of the boyfriends like as a jealous boyfriend is trying to kill the other boyfriend which is also a lot like Tarn Type if you haven't seen Tarn Type it is a Thai BL it is so good you know I'm in your closet right that's one of the plots is the one guy he's in the closet he can't admit that he's gay he's just like I'm not really gay and I hate gay people but it's all because he was molested by Ah, this guy fuck it I've got a knife I'm just gonna kill myself what? what is that coming from my closet? Oh my God, he was in the closet. And I'm not into cosplay. That mask is not sexy. Speaking of a, like a dying person in the closet, that reminds me of this other Korean beer. Oh no. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 209 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I'm Brett. This is Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. Hello, Sydney. <gasps> ah! <laughs> um, happy Scream Weekend or Scream Week or Scream Month. Scream is here. We waited for 10 scream, years. Scream, scream, scream. Or is it's it been 11? 10 years. That's 12 right. 12 years. 12 years. Was it 2010? 2011. Okay. So 2011. 11 they, years. Yeah. In fact, they said in the movie it didn't happen. The last time it happened was 2011. Is uh, do you think they're just going to keep doing an, them every <laughs> eleven years, or every think- eleven years? They're like, yeah, cicadas. Well, actually, I do have a theory about this. We're just going to go right into it. We're going to talk. We saw Scream. Brett and Welcome I. Welcome to our two, Scream review. We are two of the biggest Scream fans, so we're going to talk about this. So let's. I guess we should do a one, two, three. What yeah. did we think? Yep. All right. One, two, three. I liked I it. I liked it, but, you know, it wasn't... Okay. <laughs> it's, the, it's the expectations game. Like, we're looking for our lives to be changed. <laughs> Just as, I know. Here's my movie. thing. Just as a movie, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It gives you what you want. But if I yeah. have to do my ranking, let's do rankings. Yes. Let's do the screen Okay, rankings. let's start with rankings. Yeah. Okay, so for me, my rankings now are one, four, two, three, five. Which, fair, like, but you like all five of them. But I like movies. all, I like like, you know all I mean? of them. Yeah. But my like problem with the this Cinematic movie is Universe. it's the worst out of all of them. So not for me. But it's still me. a good movie. Mm-hmm. My ranking is actually two, one, five, three, four. You didn't like four? No, again, I love four. <laughs> you think this movie is better than four? 
I did think this movie was That's better than four. That's insanity, Brett. Yeah, I'm I'm calling the police. <laughs> don't. I have many crimes yeah. on my record. Please don't. Uh, yeah, no, I did. I think while four completely is the better movie in terms of the killer reveal, I will I will absolutely give that up. I just thought the journey to get there was more fun in this one. But the fourth one has the whole extra third act in the hospital, too. Again, yeah, like better ending. But there is also the beginning in the middle. Like to me, four has got the absolute worst opening sequence. What? What? Yeah. With all the fake out movies. It's trying too hard. Yeah, it's trying too hard. Oh, how dare you? Oh, my God. You're telling me three you is don't, weak too. It has Kristen Bell stabbing Anna mm-hmm. Paquin. Come on. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of like a wooden scene. Oh no, I completely disagree. What are you yeah, talking about? Right. This well, one, let's the talk killer about this one. Oh, by the way, spoilers. So if you if you don't want to know who the killer is, then stop listening. Right, go watch the movie and then come back but, and listen to this. But part of my problem with not problem, but part of my critique of this movie is we all knew who the killers were as soon as we saw the cast list. <laughs> Well, I figured out one. I figured, oh, he's probably the killer, the most kind of like the most famous person that they brought in to be in it. Right. It's the uh, what's the whole, um, you know, you talking about the law and order. Yeah. Yeah. The Um, the most famous person is the one who did it. But also, I will tell you this. Okay, so here's the one. The one thing that I did like is that the opening scene with the opening murder, the person didn't die. And so that was a fun departure. From Plus, the regular movies, yes. She not only does she not die, and we're heavy spoiler territory, folks. She gets the final kill at the end. Loved that, yeah. And, and I think that's why I'm giving this one high marks is because I've seen every one of them since two in the theaters, and this was the most fun I've had in the theater watching a scream movie. See, I had more fun in four. Yeah, I felt four. And I will also say that not enough people died in five. But also, I will say this. In the beginning of Scream, there's a part where he's like, I'm actually watching your friend and I'm going to kill her if you call the police. And you're like, it's the friend. So as soon as the friend did not get killed, I was like, oh, she's the, uh, the second one. It's her. Yeah. So and then I go over to my boyfriend and like, I'm like, hey. It's uh, a fiance, I guess I should call him, uh, which sounds, that's gay. I'm not going to say that. Anyway, um, he, I'm like, oh, it's her. And he's like, that's just too obvious. So and, the, yeah. And then it's it was like, like, they kind of oh, went okay. with like, it's very easy to figure out the killers. Everybody was like, well, it can't be them. That's too obvious. But then it was like a triple gotcha. It was like, aha, but you think it's too obvious. Therefore, we're going to do it because you would never think it's that because it's so obvious. Yeah, and here's my thing, is this movie needed an extra act like the other one. It needed an act in the ambulance. And here's what I'm going to say, is the the two kids of uh, Randy, there's two yep, twins. Yep, so we're, we, meet, we meet Randy's niece and nephew, um, Heather Matazaro's kids. Yes, yeah, so um, it's Mindy. And also, Martha I'm meets. sorry, her jeans, they, her jeans would not make these two hot-ass fucking kids. 
I know. <laughs> I know. Heather Matarazzo is not going to output like Mason Gooding and the girl from Yellow Jackets. Like they're yeah. too good looking. Sorry. Um, but yeah. anyway, so it's Mindy and Chad. And Mindy plays Chad. the more Randy character, the one that like knows. And I will say this. She was not, she was not good enough to do this part. And I think it's more how it was written as opposed to her not being a good actress. But I felt that could have been played up way more. Um, but I will say this, when she didn't die, I thought it would have been fun if there was a third person in on it, like as an extra twist. I kept just thinking like, I need another, there needs to be another twist. This is too simple. It needs, because it's the fifth one, you need to do something more. And I honestly feel this whole movie was set up so that, um, that I think they're ga- they're probably going to be like, oh, we're going to do sequels, but these sequels will not have the main cast anymore. It's oh, absolutely. It's going to be just about Tara. The and, sisters. Um, and the sister. What's the other sister, the main sister's name? Sam, Samantha. Sam. So it's like Sam and Samantha. And now we're just going to, all the new killings are all just going to be coming back to them. Which I think then, I think the one, if they do another one after this on that, I'd be very excited to see how that will p- plant, pan out. Because the especially other thing, go ahead considering Samantha's background, yes. But I will say and the her other, tie to the first one. Yes, the other thing I will say with this is I felt Sydney just wasn't as involved in this plot, and so it felt a little like the the fourth one. It was Nev Campbell's family. That was being yeah. attacked. So this yeah. one, she's just like, I got kids and a husband, so I'm just going to show up and just kill these people and I'm going to go home. All right, man. Like, it just felt a lot less. The stakes were just not as high. Because she yeah, it's literally tough had nothing to do, to the do requel. with anyone. At least right. Courtney it Cox was- um, had more of stakes because she was more, I mean, I guess Nev was, Sydney was too, because of the death that happened. But. Right. But it's hard to stretch out Sydney's story. I will say there was a gap in that the whole rules of the requel, it's like, it's got to go back to the original. And yet it kind of didn't go, like it did kind of, but it was more about going back to, to me, the anchor to the past movies was more about Stab, the movie within a movie, than it was about Sydney. Yeah. Which I didn't mind. I thought that was great. And I love that the way they continue the story was not through like, oh, but didn't you know Sydney's mother had another kid? Like, it was like, okay, we've done enough with Sid- with Maureen Prescott. Yeah. I like that instead we dove into the past of Billy Loomis. Yes. Well, they had to because, because that's the thing is it's all been, all these other things have been used up. Like, it's like, there's not anything. Yeah, exactly. Else exactly. And that's why you can't have it be about Sydney anymore. Because like, there's no more blood we can get out of that stone. Pardon the pun. Speaking of Sydney, married with kids, which, by the way, love to see it. Did you catch who she's married to? Who? Who's Mark? Patrick Dempsey. Mark. Patrick oh, was Dempsey Mark, from was the third one. Was that his name? Oh. Yeah. It's Detective Mark Kincaid. Well, were they dating? They weren't together in the fourth one. They weren't. In, they weren't together in four. No, so, but so what happened? Maybe he found out that it happened again, and he called. Was like, "Hey, are yeah. you okay?" And, and it rekindled. Like, no. Why don't you come and blast my pussy? Yeah, take that, er, er, um, my pussy Emma Roberts. Stab. Give my pussy a stab. That's eight. right. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't enough. Um, oh, we'll get to Peacemaker later. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I immediately thought of a scene in Peacemaker when you said pussy. Um, <laughs> 
so I, I thought the opening sequence with Tara was so good. And yes, she wasn't killed. That's who I was convinced. I convinced myself the whole time that the third one is Tara. And it wasn't until she was almost killed in the hospital when she was trying to get away in the wheelchair that I was like, okay, maybe it's oh, not Oh, see, my her. thing is, I, I was, was like, so convinced it was her. Could it be Tara? But then I would be like, but then who is she acting this whole thing out for if this isn't being filmed? Right. If right. there was I like, thought it was oh, like, look, he took a you... video of it, then I'd be like, ah, ha, ha, she's in on it. This is all just for show. But there was no, yes. there'd be yes. no reason for them to do all of that. <laughs> right. Like to really attack her like that. Yeah. Um, she was great, though. I like. I was hoping Samantha was going to die midway through the movie, and it was going to be revealed that our final girl is actually Tara, the girl yeah. who was attacked in the beginning. That would have been great because I thought Samantha, another kind of weak point. Well, that's the other oh. thing. If you think about it, um, four deaths is kind of weak. This no five deaths. I mean, that's average. I'd say that's average for a screen movie. No, because usually by the end, everyone's fucking biting it. And nobody, only, uh, other than the killers, only one person bit it at the end. The poor girl. Yeah, well, you had two people attacked. Chad, you had the Meeks twins, Randy's niece and nephew attacked, but they both survived. They I both survived. loved that. I know, but, yeah, but in the end, it's like, uh, and then, I don't know, I also felt... Um, I felt one of the best kills was also kind of like, but why? Why are you killing him? The one they literally established all these rules. And then they're like, but you, since you're just the son, Wes, since you're the son of the deputy and she wasn't in the other stab movies, you're fine. But then they get killed next. And he had, I think, the best uh, death scene. He had definitely. I mean, it was the goriest death. That was hard to watch. Yes. But it was also the most suspenseful because it scene was literally just the fake, out, like fake out, fake out, fake out, fake out. My theater was going crazy during that scene. Yeah, it was yeah. my whole theater was filled with such nervous laughter. Yeah, he was, was opening and closing so many doors. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> oh, it was good. That was it like was for me. I was like, this is what I want. This is the screen movie. Yeah. Plus, also the fake out. I knew when she was driving home and going faster. I was like, oh, oh absolutely, he's just absolutely. going to kill her. Absolutely. Um, but we did get, we did predict, we were like, if any of the main cast dies, we're going to freak out. The only one we would be okay with is if Dewey dies. And Dewey, unfortunately, yeah. does not make it out of this movie. And they also telegraph it so well. Like, it's just such a good, I as soon as he's like, oops, I just shot Ghost Ghostface, but I didn't shoot them in the head. I got to go back. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's dead. Like, oh, you're so fucking dead. (laughs) He's dead. Bye. You're so dead. Which you deserve to die, Dewey, because if you're that bad at the rules of this world by now, like, I'm sorry, Playa, you got to go. Yeah. However, you and I are very happy because not only did Gail and Sydney survive, they thrived. There is like my favorite scene in the whole movie is when it turns out Amber, who we I guess was the killer, she reveals herself to be the killer, but then she comes out screaming and running like ah, the killer, and, and Cindy oh, and Gail look at each other. She's like, "What do you think?" She's like, "Yeah, she's the killer." <laughs> like that. Like you buying this? That's the level of mastery of the rules you need to have yeah. to survive by the fifth one. That like when you're like, "This so is so good. obviously the killer." <laughs> 
killer pretending to be a victim. Like, obviously. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, sorry. I wanted, that was the thing, is I just needed a little bit more of that. And I think the problem was they had so many characters and they weren't killing them off. And I do feel like the friends where it was like, oh, here's the rules and you're related to this. I just feel they did not develop the side characters yeah. enough. And I felt like they I needed agree. more development of the side characters. And they just needed an extra connection of for Nev Campbell to feel a little bit more invested in this. Yeah, I agree. A little more stakes for Sydney. I and that is one of my favorite things about horror, particularly slasher, like in Elm Street. You typically get a really fleshed out group of friends in like like Elm Street three or Elm Street four. Like those movies are arguably trash, but don't you talk about my Dream favorites. Warriors that way. <laughs> oh, they're my favorites, please. They're my favorite movies on earth. But you really do fall in love with the students in that mental hot or the, the patients in that hospital. Exactly. And you really do love the group of friends in Elm Street 4, like all of Alice's friends. Like you, And they have just as much screen time as these kids in Scream did. But for some reason in Elm Street 4, you fall in love with them more than you do in this one. Yeah. And I think for this is the reason, like I had more... I was like emotionally traumatized watching the deaths in squid games or right, scream. Right. I was like, kill him. Just kill him. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like you do. You want them to, to die. Speaking of which, like the one kill um, of the kid who was like hitting on Chad's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, the kid who was in, I think he was in scary stories to tell in the dark. Maybe. Yeah. What? Like, Great scene in one way, but also like what a throwaway character. I, like yeah. I would have liked to see that character fleshed out more. It turns out he was Stu Mocker's nephew, and that's why he was murdered. Yeah. Um, but in the scene he was murdered, excellent use of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds' "Red Right Hand," the iconic song from yeah. the franchise. Mm-hmm. Great use of that song. When else was that? Uh... When was that from? Which which other was that? Scream one. It's. I don't know if it's in one. It's definitely in two, and I think it's in three. But um, like I know it's strong in two. I'm pretty sure it's in one, two, and three. Yeah. The thing that I would have done if I was writing this movie, I would have hired Tori Spelling, Heather Graham, Parker Posey. And they would, and they would have been the first murders. Where it was, you're killing the people from the stab. The cast, movie. the cast, absolutely, yes. But that's and it genius. turns out Parker Posey did not die. Genius. Oh, did you catch that other Easter egg of who did not die? Who? First of all, that is a genius idea. I absolutely would have loved it if it opened with Heather Graham, who played Drew Barrymore in the first stab, getting killed. That would have been amazing. <laughs> um, Kirby, Hayden Panettiere survived wait did they say that there is when they're on the computer they're on youtube in related videos there is one that says interview with survivor kirby whatever her last name is with yes yay yeah. she was my favorite one from four she was the one who i thought four was gonna give the mantle to yes i was convinced that brought sydney her back. was gonna what die and it was gonna Maybe be her Hayden Panettiere didn't want to do it but come on and i think that's I the reason i was disappointed with the mindy character who's playing the randy character because hayden Panettiere was like the randy character 
And she knew one. everything about horror. And That's she, why, but yeah. that character was so smart and individual. So and you smart. knew exactly who she was. Ugh. Yeah. Like, why would you not make her... Like, why would you not make a, a, a girl who knows everything about the world of horror the, the hero on screen? Anyway. What I liked about Mindy is she's a lesbian. And... I did like that she had the sense to turn around in her moment where she's yelling at the actor playing her uncle in the first stab when he's on TV yelling, turn around, turn around. She's yelling at him, turn around, turn around. And then realizes, fuck, I better turn around. But this is the thing. I will say there were that, that was the part that was very hard to where it was like, you do know there's a killer on the loose and you're so invested in all of this. And you're still... Yeah. And you're still just like, oh, you're dead. Like, come on. Give me a fucking I know. break. I know. I know. Um, Kids. Gen Z. But uh, Jack Quaid. <gasps> Jack Quaid. Is the killer. And it was just very obvious that he was the killer. And I kept being like, oh, but he's just the red herring. But I guess it's like, maybe it's because it was so obvious that you're like, well, he can't be because it's the red herring. But then as yeah. soon as he showed up when in the wheelchair scene, and here's yes. what what is the telltale sign that someone is the killer? Stabbed in the arm. Oh, when someone yeah. is stabbed in the arm, you are the kill. You are the other killer. Except for Jerry O'Connell, but it's because he was stabbed in the arm that Sydney started to think he was the killer. Exactly. In the second exactly. One. Um, but yeah. it was like, give me a god. But that one they kept. But that one also they kept then having him give a glaring look every five seconds and scream yeah. too, where you're like, oh, okay, you're pushing too hard for this. But I. Um, But that's the thing is he is Meg Ryan's son. And in Scream 1, there was so many things of like, why can't I be a Meg Ryan movie? Why can't I be Uh a Meg Ryan movie? They Uh should have had him be like, this isn't a Meg Ryan. They needed to have him say the word Some Meg Meg Ryan Ryan reference. Come on. It's like right there for you. I did love that he was the killer because he's also Dennis Quaid's son. And he's got that fucking Dennis Quaid smile like... Nobody has that smile except the Quaids, not Randy. And it's just such a maniacal, sinister, handsome smile. It's like, yeah, it's just just to have him grinning evil like that. That to me, it was worth it to have him as the killer just so he can make that face. I, though, need to know now that Dennis Quaid is coming out as like a crazy kind of anti-vax Trumper. Oh yeah. I need to know what Jack's, uh, what Jack and Meg Ryan are doing. I know they're divorced, but I need to make sure that they're on the right side of history. Yeah, I know. Otherwise, you, I won't watch the boys. Feel, how do you feel about it? I mean, I'll still watch it, but. <laughs> but um, overall, this movie was super fun, and I do. It does also just make me miss, like, why Nev Campbell. Is Why isn't like, she in more stuff? She's well, so no, great. No, I looked it up. She she just works like every like she does like one thing a year, like or one thing every couple of years. I think she just had kids. I think she's just kind of like, oh, I don't need to work anymore, so I'll just do this. Looks fun. Right. I'll just do this. But she just is not trying to be an right. actress. Like clearly, I can see like, oh, you could be in tons of stuff if you wanted, but you just don't give a shit. You're just like, totally. oh, I'm just living my life, and that's all I want. And she's aged so gracefully. She yes, looks, looks amazing. So like Courtney Cox looks great too, but you can just tell it's a but ton Courtney of Cox work done. Had her, no, but Courtney Cox had her, a lot of her plastic surgery 
uh, redacted. She had oh, really? her cheek implants taken out, and she had her lip fillers, um, like she had well, she her looks, lip fillers go She looks away. great. And she looks, she looks so great. much better. I watched this interview with yes. her where she, where she was like, oh, I kind of just realized I'm trying so hard to look like I'm 30 that I'm not looking, that I look awful. Like human. And so right. now she's just like, I should just look like a really good person that's my age, which is like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Right. You so which better. is what Nev Campbell is doing. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, then she, she, I loved her bangs joke when they just cut to her in the news and she was like, the bangs, please. Yes. <laughs> Never <laughs> I again. I didn't realize. Did you see that thing? It was an accident. Yes, I know. She, she had an interview and she, she yeah. <laughs> it was an accident. And they cut like, her bangs well, off and they the had movie, to just, they were like, we have to shoot. <laughs> oh, one other thing about Amber when you were talking at first, that was the other great scene was her death scene of when Gail and... Sydney are fighting her in the kitchen. They cover her in hand sanitizer. They have the gun. My one of my favorite lines: Sydney <laughs> hands the gun to Gail. I was like, "Would you like to do the honors?" I just love how calm they are in this whole scene. And uh, and they shoot her. The stove goes on. She bursts into flames. She later comes running at them, all burned up. Isn't that exactly how she died in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> Isn't it the same death scene? Oh, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. You're right. I forgot that was her too. Oh my god, yeah. that's hilarious. It's hilarious. I also love when Gail was shot. So when it's the final showdown, they're at Stumacher's house. Sydney and Gail run up. They see Amber come out pretending to cry. They're not falling for it. But then Amber shoots Gail. I wouldn't have remembered this, except I just watched Scream 2 last night. She shoots her in the exact same spot Gail got shot at the end of Scream 2. Exact same spot. Good Lord. Yeah. I will say the thing that I did like about this was the calmness of Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell. Because it's like, yes, at this point, that's pros. exactly how it would be. They're just they, like, yeah, not bitch, st- we, bun- we done did this five times. Yeah. We don't like, they like, show up like on. Linda Hamilton at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not scared. They're just here to kill people. It was great. And Courtney and Gail's growth moment at the end where she's, where like, she's I'm like, not fucking doing a book about I'm not this. gonna write about this. I'm gonna write about that beautiful man that I was in love with who was such a kind soul. I'm gonna write about him. Oh forget it. I started crying so hard. I wonder if it's weird though, them always having to cut like but now we need to keep making movies about our relationship, but our then we relationship. are actually divorced in real life. I know. I wonder if there's any feelings left. No, because have you seen David Arquette? <laughs> he does not look good. Yeah, but Courtney Cox, <laughs> what has she got going on? She's not with anybody. She ain't doing shit. She doesn't need a man. Everybody She's got all her money. She probably buys dick. She buys She it. probably buys some good young dick. I think her and Jennifer Aniston rent like a couple of like 18 year old like oh yeah muscle boys. i bet kudrow gets in on, i bet kudrow is the one who thought of it well she's like we need to really be quiet because i'm still married so don't tell anybody and mm-hmm. they each and then they just get railed um they just make a they night just of get it. railed they just drink yeah. wine have salads and then get railed yeah not too much wine no it's too caloric 
again, just I watched Scream 2. I forgot about the great line when they were like, Gail had nude photos online. She was like, it was not my, she was like, it's just my head. It's Jennifer Aniston's body. <laughs> I know. That was so good. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. Overall, Scream, like, I think also this, back to the simplicity, like there's there was no like ambulance scene at the end. It also was like trying to restart, you know? So this there was a simplicity. There yes. was a purity. How did it, it, it restarted? Do we know how it? Oh, it did started? really well. Yeah, it did well. So I have a feeling I'm I'm interested to see what this is going to bring to the next franchise of the movies uh, um, without these characters. Because I think at this, I think this is a perfect send off, and I'm like, we do not need to see Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell back in another Scream movie. No, we don't. God, for, like, please, if it, the, the Scream 6, if Sydney Prescott gets a call, she, she better be like, handle it your damn selves. I am so done. Yeah. I don't even know who you people are anymore. Yeah. But also, it just also made me realize there's, have you watched The Fear Streets? I love The Fear Streets. Yeah, I want more. We need more slashers. Give us some more fun, like whodunit slashers. Yeah. And that's the thing about Scream. It's like, it's horrors only whodunit. And it finally calls itself a whodunit in this movie. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I fucking love it. Because whodunit is my favorite genre. And you never get that in horror. Yeah. It's always the monster. It's always Freddy. Yeah. You know who the killer is right away. Yeah. But that's for a while because Scream had a lot. Because what were the other whodunit ones? There was like Urban Legends. Urban Legend. I know what um, you. I know. No, I but know no, because I know what you did last summer. It's just guy. the dude they hit. Yeah, yeah. Urban Legend. It turned out to be Rebecca Gayhart. That was Best also like ever. okay. That's a that's a big pill to swallow. Of uh, I know because like she was like hanging people from trees. I'm like she <laughs> also was like that? six foot five, and I'm like, was she on stilts? <laughs> but I will say that it was like, well, I didn't guess that one, so you got me there, <laughs> Urban Legends. Right, right. Ugh, and that's the one that Jared Leto gaslights people. He he says he never made that movie. What? Yeah, like there was an interview where somebody brought up Urban Legend, and Jared Leto just kept insisting that he was not in that movie. Oh my god! That he never made a movie still... called How Urban Legend. How has he not I been me tooed? I know. How has he not been canceled? Right. Like when he was like, didn't he have a like a cult weekend? You know, he probably got fresh with somebody. Yeah, he I'm sorry. He definitely sexually assaulted someone. And I'm that's I'm absolutely sorry. Get, get him out of here. I hate him. I remember I was listening to the radio and a song came on and I was just like, oh, this is good. And I'm like bopping to it. I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, that was 30 seconds to Mars. I'm like, no. No. Oh, I Never forgot mind. he was in a band too. Ugh. All right. Well, that was Scream. Watch it. It's fun. It's fun. It's great. Um, Shall we talk about, I don't know, X-Men? Yeah, let's dive into some X-Men. All right, hit it. I want your X. Come on. Come on. What I love is that Scream, A New Beginning, Marauders 27, an end. 
And also a be well, not an end. I and think it's more a reboot. No, setting up a new beginning, sure. It's ending things, but then also beginning things in the same issue. It's kind of like here's the new team. Did you on the first page yell, "Oh, thank God!" like I did? Uh, what what was on the first page? Wait, hold on. Let me take. Kitty it. saying, "Did you forget about my little oh, problem?" Yes, and yes, Ford yes, saying, yes, "No, yes, we did not." Yes. And but then Love they that. they have a huge so meta. Deal. Kitty cannot walk through the gates. They can't figure it out. But that was the thing, is that she's just like what you know. He's like, I'll admit, I thought your problem was funny at first. And she's like, oh, because I can walk through anything except these doors. And he's like, no, because you've disrupted every technology you've encountered until this one, which disrupted you. (gasps) Yeah, pretty awesome. Boom. And it's kind of like, oh, that's that's the reason. Krakoa, because it's this specific type of technology, it actually kind of short-circuited back on herself. Short circuits her instead of her short circuiting it. Yes. So it's basically bouncing that part of her power back on her. And that's why she can't walk through it. So I find that very, very interesting. But it seems like they're getting close to maybe figuring it out. Forges. Yeah. I still wish it was Dougie. I still wish it it was Dougie telling Krakoa, don't let her through the gates. I'm mad at her. I mean that could that could still be happening. God, I would love that. I mean, I think we are also. I mean, we all could also be listed like in Immortal X Men. We could kind of see the rise of an evil Dougie or a power hungry. No, Dougie. no, it could happen. Dougie, who was like, none of you are going to murder anyone. Everyone just leave. No, Dougie would never go evil. Maybe not evil, but maybe power hungry. Yeah, uh, maybe in control, sure. Yeah. Maybe a little dictatorial. All right, I can see that. But I, I can think, see that. But in Marauders, what's basically going on is Emma Frost is making a play. And this is what I believe this is. She is making a play to be the ruler of Krakoa. And for her to make this play, she is like, I need to only be on the quiet council and that is my number one priority number one focus because this whole entire thing is all of the other things she's doing with the shipping companies and being on the hellfire board she is starting to pass all of those the torch on to all of the her most trusted people yeah so she makes um lordy chantal the black queen of hellfire trading basically taking over shaw's role shaw too is only going to focus on Yes. The Quiet Council. Um, She has, right, the Cuckoos basically step up as the White Queen of Hellfire Trading and take her role. Exactly. Yeah. And I think another reason she wants to rule. Lourdes uh, takes over. Yeah, she's on the actual board. I thought she. Yeah, she takes over Shaw's role. And then I thought she was just going to be Kitty's personal assistant. So since she couldn't go through the gates. Like, can you just teleport me here? Yeah, maybe. Um, I think Emma, she definitely does want to lead Krakoa because she does not trust Xavier and Magneto to do it. But she also has one particular problem in her crosshairs. I think she also really wants to focus on the problem that is sinister. Yeah. And I think the thing that they they set that up pretty clearly. And they have not brought this up. 
But I think now that Moira has run off and she's gone, and now they're left with this Krakoa and they have Orcus and they kind of, because the, the only thing that they don't know of all the things that are going on, they know all of Moira's past lives. The thing that they don't know is that the robots know the future of this current one, which is that the mutants actually win and they're here right. to stop them. Because Xavier and Professor X died, they don't know this. They weren't resurrected to know this information. And so I think she has to know all of the futures with Moira. She has to know that Sinister plays a part and she can't just get rid of him. But she also knows that he can blow the whole place up in a second and and also destroy everybody in a second. So I'm very interested to see like what is her plan with Sinister. Like she has to take care of him, but what does that mean? Cuz she Yeah, she's got to contain him. Yeah, yeah, how do you contain him? Right. And Magneto said, you know, she she likened in a previous issue she likened Sinister to a cancer and Magneto's like, yeah, but it's what does cancer do the best? It grows. So she knows that in terms of increasing the population, they need him. The one interesting thing that I also find is that she blew up the clone factory that um, Sinister did before she knew about the futures, the past lives of Myra. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm just very interested. Is like, So I thought for her it was like a hard line in the sand where she's like, no, I'm not letting you do any of this. But now is she still going to be able to say that? Because that could be interesting because she's like, I did see the futures and you want to have those futures? Guess what? I don't. I don't think we need it. I don't care what Moira said. Fuck her. We're not doing it. So that's And this is what I'm really excited for Immortal X-Men is for these fights to be happening. This is what I fucking Yes. But I realize Kitty also is not just interested in having Forge fix the problem. She's getting... uh, Fucking uh, Reed Richards. Oh, yes. Did we love that or what? Because also, that's the thing is, if we all remember, Kitty Pride in uh, uh, Follow the Mutants. Now, is it Follow the Mutants or no? What's the Mutant Massacre? Uh, yeah, when she her, got her powers, her powers disrupted got by her messed up and she was dissipating and about to die. And they brought her to Reed Richards, and Reed Richards and Doctor Doom were the ones that ended up curing her. So she's kind of like, "Hey, let's let's go." But Reed Richards is like, "Hey, when the whole mess with Franklin happened, Professor X took something out of my mind, and you need to give it back if you want me to help you." And she's like, "All right, yeah. fuck fuck Professor X." So sure, we love the theme of Destiny of X is essentially fuck Professor X. But I will say the other thing this it did bring a little like pang in my heart of I'm still super annoyed that uh, Franklin does is not have powers and it doesn't oh god and especially if you read some of the Fantastic Fours he's just like hanging out like he doesn't have anything to contribute anymore like at least Valeria is like super smart and can help but now he's just kind of like just fodder like. Uh. Yeah, there's a Franklin-centric issue on stands now. I wonder if that's going to change his status quo. And I do believe people are like, he's too powerful to just be. It's too much. But I think it's like, then just reset his powers and make them less powerful. Right. 
you know you write this shit, right? You know it's not real and that you write it, right? Don't suddenly be like, oh, he was never a mutant. So it's like, oh, so so you decided to do this after? I just want to know, who was in the editing team where they're like, hey, let's have a whole series called X-Men Fantastic Four about Franklin being a mutant. And then we'll cut to a year later and just say he was never a mutant. Not even. Who greenlit that? Sorry, I'm still bitter. I'm still angry. I know. I know. But I'm hoping some of these things are addressed and brought back. Yeah, I would like that. I mean, Jerry Duggan, I feel like, was probably anti-Franklin's not a mutant. Yeah. It was Dan motherfucking slot. Yeah. Dick. Is he still writing it? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Ugh. Good. I think, then let's I think he was shot into the it, sun. Racist shit. Retcon. It's Shoot him into the sun. For a retcon. Um, Iceman. 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 What he, is that about? That seems a little. Hmm. It seems a little like we're not sure what to do with him. It's. It feels reckless, and it also he's going to get in like, trouble. Yeah, it seems like he's also doesn't know. Like he's finding himself and is kind of going. A little out of control. A little bit. But Christian is like, I love it. I encourage it. I'm like, I don't, I still don't trust you, Christian. And I don't know what your mutant name is going to be. Also, he kind of betrayed Iceman and Kitty. The Kitty stuff. And that has never been When is that going to surface? That's never been brought up. And then he's like, I'm going to come back with uh, uh, my X-Men name or whatever. Like my te- my code name? Yeah. What is... Okay, let's... What is Christian's code name? Here we go. What is Christian's code name going to be? Um, I think he's going to go old school. And I think it's going to be GHB. <laughs> I just thought he's going to go along with his sister and he's the pink queen. Uh- <laughs> oh! <laughs> or he's just queen. Yeah. Or because he's has psychic powers, he can do he can take the name that's been up for grabs. It was the name of myself when I used to create superheroes as a kid and draw little superhero comics. I made a character that of my character that would have psychic powers. Oh, you've taught yeah. I've told you this before. It's a yeah, what mixture was of mind connection manect. <laughs> manect <laughs> Manect, manect in my back. My pussy and my crack. Oh, here's the other interesting it. thing is Verendi is being fucked over. They get fucked over and Krakoa steals $8 billion from them. Jesus. And then the girl, I forget, what's the girl's name for, who left Verendi after she realized? Yeah, Wilhelmina. So she had her, got her memories back about her dad diddled her or something and then she killed her mom or whatever and she's like oh i don't i'm actually not bad i've just been i've just been experiencing trauma and it looks like the x-men callisto kind of helps her out and takes her in and then she goes to mask and he yeah gives her a new face yeah but she walks away in silhouette and you do not know what she looks like and so that is another thing is like oh shit so there could be a character and it could be it could be her it could be her and we are not going to know yeah 
So that's interesting to me. So I will say this. She does have blue eyes. He can't change eye color. So just look yeah. for a blue-eyed lady. With I bet he made her look like one of the cuckoos. That's what I was I thinking done. that too. I was thinking that. That would be interesting. Oh, so back to Christian Frost's mutant name. What about Homogram? Because like he can make like holograms out of psychic energy. <laughs> homogram. There should be a business called Homogram, right? Yeah. Like, oh my God, I got a homogram. Who's it from? Oh my God, this guy I met on Grinder. <laughs> so yeah, Marauders, I'm excited. I'm horny because it's going to be Dakin and Somnus and Aurora. I know. What are they going to need Somnus for? Can he like make people non-racists, like non-mutant haters in their dreams? Can he give people dreams of like, oh, mutant saved my life? I guess. But that's the thing for me. I'm just still like, what is like, what's the point of you? Why do they need? Why do you? We're going to find out. And then they better fucking put up front the goddamn soap opera of Dakin being kind of in love with, with, both, with both of them. With both of them. I love it. So Marauders, great. Setting up a kind of a new a new era. I'm all here for it. Here for it. Here for you, Destiny. Here for it. Um, let's go back to our big screens or our little screens because we got something on TV that you and I are very excited to talk about. Yes, that's right. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Um, we have not just a new movie, a series that is written and directed by James Gunn. So I was like, I thought he was just like producing like it. producing it. No. Right. No. He is writing and directing it. And oh my God, everything. And it shows. It shows because Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Welcome. What a, my God. What I'm a great telling show. you right now, it was what that way with show? WandaVision. I'm like, let's see what's going to, is there right. something in the Marvel What's going to be better than this? That's going to be better than this. It's going to be a tough. Number one. I'm three Best episodes of 2022. in, and I'm like, I dare you to do something better than this, Marvel. Come on, get it together. This is this so show is good, incredible. Like I, this shows, this is my favorite DC comic show over Doom Patrol. Well, I will tell you this: uh, someone did not put in their top uh, movies Suicide Squad last. That's year. right, and I did. Because it literally is. I love how it's like previously on the Suicide Squad. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just literally just picking up right after it. Do you know what's so interesting? They say previously in the Suicide Squad. And I'm not saying that to correct you. I'm just saying, isn't it funny when it was on a t- when it's a TV show, it's on. And when it's a movie, it's in. Is that weird? I guess it is. Well, it's how like New York, you say on the line instead of in the line. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, Peacemaker, the story of and John Cena, like the fact this is high level comedy. This is comedy that you need to deliver it 
correctly for it to work. And John Cena is fucking nailing it. Yeah. He is so attuned to this character. Yeah. And it's tricky. It was like, how can you make a character that's like a racist, like a racist right wing patriot? How can you make this character? And I was like, oh, they really set it up of like, no, this is like he was kind of raised in this and is now realizing it's awful. And it was like, oh, this is kind of like this is like a redemption story. Yeah. He's not a bad guy when you consider like where he his father and where he grew up and the environment he grew up in. And you're like, oh. He's actually pretty cool. If, if but before, but, not that bad. But before we get into any of the plots or anything, can we talk about opening credits? <laughs> this I, comic book queers just tweeted. What TV show has the best opening credit sequence in all of TV history, and why is it Peacemaker? <laughs> it's so good. It's just a dance number to like, and the stupidest like a heavy metal's eighty song. It was eighty. It's eighty song, right? I think so. It's so good. And the fact that they're dancing, but no one literally blank faces. Like no everyone emotion. has no emotion on their face as they're doing these. It's dances. like they're being forced to do it. Oh my God. It's so. It's fucking so good. fucking funny. And it like, it gets you. Cause not all the characters are introduced in episode one, but they're all in the opening sequence. So there are characters, like, when you see the first opening credit, you're like, oh, my God, who's that? And who's that? And who's that going to be? And who's that going to be? And then, like, you're just excited to see them when they show up in the show. You're like, oh, it's the guy from the opening credits. Oh, my God, it's episode three. He's in. Here's something interesting, though. Did you know that... Oh, uh, the recasting of Vigilante? They recast someone halfway through the shooting. Five episodes in, they recast a supporting character and had to reshoot all of his scenes. Isn't that crazy? Because of creative differences with the actor. I'm like, that actor must've been a fucking asshole where they were like, we cannot work with you and we're reshooting all of your scenes. We don't care that it's five episodes in. Yeah. What the fuck? What was that guy? What kind of shit was he pulling? Chris Conrad. I'm going to look him up really quick. He doesn't even look funny. I looked him up. No. Uh, I'm just like, what else has he been in that you could be that much of a diva? But the new one is, what's his name? Freddie Stroma? Yeah, he was in Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah, and Unreal. He's adorable, and he's fantastic. Yes. As Vigilante. Yeah, Vigilante. they're just making him, like, this. his, his opening scene where you don't necessarily realize he who he is yet but he's like oh, working at the pizza at the Italian restaurant and then he cuz you know and you know me you know me you, if you want to touch of you immediately. if you want to touch evil jeff's heart you tell an abortion joke and so <laughs> I of you he's just like i'm so excited my girlfriend's pregnant and he's like wait but she's married he's like yeah i'm excited cuz uh, we're getting an abortion do you want to come and he's like i i don't want to come to your abortion I was like in tears laughing. And this show is so fucking funny. Well, because he can't tell the real reason why he's happy because Peacemaker's back and he's secretly vigilante. Why can't I say that word? Vigilante. vigilante. And so he makes up this bullshit of like, oh, my girlfriend's having an abortion. It's so dumb. He is so cute, though. Yes. Yes. 
And um, yeah, basically, it looks like Amanda Waller is really pissed that she got usurped at the end of the Suicide Squad. And so to punish them, they kind of send the kind of the, the, the some of the people. The cast, like, yeah. The, the cast that, that kind of helped go against her. Mm-hmm. Um, they give them this kind of shit job and they're assigned the Peacemaker to start killing off its Project Butterfly and they have to kill off the butterflies. And we don't know what the butterflies are. And it's so funny where he's just like, last one was Project Starfish, so we killed Starfish. What is this a bunch of, is this Mothra? Am I fighting Mothra? Am I fighting a butterfly? And they're like, no, just shut up. Come to it. In the end, we find out. Yes, actually. But it's not a big butterfly. It's it's, little butterflies that fly into you and and turn you into a butterfly human alien creature. But um, they're still not telling him about this. And uh, the action scenes in this are so great. He wants he's like, I've been in prison, so I want to fuck. He goes and tries to hit on the girl in it. What's the girl's name? Uh, Amelia. Amelia. The blonde, yeah. And she's just amazing. Just a perfect She's foil so of like, good. Jennifer Holland. Uh. All the way off, please. Fuck all the way off. <laughs> and she's not given much to do in The Suicide Squad. And her, like, you didn't really understand that this was her character in that movie. She was yes. great in that movie. But she really comes to life in this show and you see who she is. Yeah, like when these guys try to hit on her and she fucks them up and then the peacemaker tries to hit on her and she's just like, fuck off. But then he ends up fucking this other girl, but it turns out she is one of these butterflies. And it's just this great naked fight scene. And just like having John Cena naked singing. He... Heavy oh metal yeah, music. it open. It opens with him like lip syncing and dancing to a record he puts on. Meanwhile, she's like getting ready to kill him. <laughs> it's just so good, and uh, and then T two. Come on, Terminator two is his dad. Oh, Robert Patrick. Oh my God, who turns out to be a villain called the White Dragon, who is like this horrible Nazi, this white supremacist. And then you're like, oh, that is why the peacemaker is the way he is. He was raised by a super Nazi. And of course so he's considering gonna, that yeah. not bad. Yeah. And then, uh, and then of course, and then of course there's the girl from orange is the new black tasty from orange oh, Danielle black. Brooks. Oh, tasty. Oh my God. And who twist, turns out to be Amanda Waller's daughter. And it, so that good. honestly is one of my favorite parts of the show is her hearing Amanda Waller's employees talk about Amanda Waller not knowing that she's her daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and they always say, like, she's a murderer. She's vicious. She's awful. And Danielle Brooks's character is just, like, looking at them like, that's my mother. But she's also like, is she awful? Wait. Well, I, there's going to be a point where she's going to have to turn against her mom. I mean, that's clearly oh, absolutely. Going <laughs> she's going to have to choose her wife or this job slash her mom at some point. Oh my god! When she accidentally shows a shot of her wife's pussy when they were like trying to like go, oh, over. that's the, that's what I was talking about earlier in the show when oh when you god. said pussy <laughs> when she was showing photos on her device and one of them is of her wife's cooch and, and like it just sets off peacemaker like he won't stop laughing and talking about it. Oh, oh, it's good. 
Yeah, this show is so good. And then the other one who I really liked was uh, Judo Master. Judo Master. (laughs) And I was very upset that it looked like he got killed, but then it looks like he's not. It's not. I don't know if he's tech. I think he's too good. He's got to be alive. But it looks like um, uh, he's. I couldn't tell because it looks like he wakes up, but then is is like, is he waking up because he's now a butterfly or is he just super strong or the helmet was strong and he's not dead? Yeah. But I felt yeah, he, yeah, I think- his whole interaction where he, where Peacemaker's just like, you're just, I'm just going to use you as part of my calf tendon, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah. remember that? Remember that part where I like nope. kicked your ass? Fuck remember you. Remember when I fucked you up? Like I was like, oh, he can't be dead yet. This is like, this is really fun. He's too good. <laughs> He's so fun. Like he's like two feet tall, but he's such an ass kicker. And just like the way he screams during fights. Yeah. Oh, he's so so intense. And I love when he was flicking the Cheetos at Peacemaker. (laughs) Hurt. Peacemaker is like, what are they putting in Cheetos these days? Yeah, and it's funny. I looked up like, oh, is this per? Who is this person? And then it's just I don't. They've only been in like a couple of things. Um. So it's it's fun. Just like there's like. Uh, it's. I'm just super excited for where the show is gonna go. And then, wait, how about Rizwan Manji? Tick from the Magicians is in it too. Wait, who? Tick from the Magicians. Oh, the one who is like waiting on uh, the the one who worked in Fillory in the castle. Tick. Margot's. The one Margot was always given a hard time to. Wait, but I'm saying, who was? Uh, oh, right, 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 oh, right, 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 right. He's the janitor in the hospital. Yes, like, that's so funny. He's a whole. He, I know him from 500 other things, like Shit's Creek. Yeah, but for some yeah, reason, Schitt's I totally Creek. forgot about him being in the Magicians. But is he? Uh-huh. I don't even know if he's going to be in it anymore. Like, he's he's listed with the main cast. Like he's in the opening credits, so he'll be in it again. Yeah, but so is that neighbor, and that neighbor hasn't shown up that much either i don't know <laughs> i know i know i will just say well i don't know the- is just fucking oh it's so good it's so smart and good and it also just very deals very well with here's a problematic character how do you deal with this 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 is how you deal with it put him with a black lesbian who's gonna show yeah. him the, the light like um, and talk about it talk about it like every time a character meets him they're like oh wait peacemaker aren't you a racist and he's yes. like no what <laughs> yes and then even when it goes to um the vigilante where he's just like cuz the peacemaker's like i'm oh, starting God, to have vigilante. i'm starting to feel things i'm starting to not like I'm starting to like question this. And he's like, what do you really like feel good when I love how he's like, when that person was doing graffiti and I had to murder them. <laughs> right. I love that line. He's like, I only kill bad guys, but then he's trying to add someone was graffitiing and he murders them. And he's like, do you think that we enjoy that? And he's like, yes, we do. Like, I like that. It's like, these characters aren't fully rede- redeemable. They are still murderers. Like it's, it's, it's riding this really fine line. That's just so smart. Oh, it's just such a good show. James Gunn. James Gunn. You're so rapidly becoming iconic. His first movie, Slither. Not Slither. What was it? Not that one. But didn't he do that superhero movie with uh, Dwight from The Office? Oh yeah, did he? I don't know. Is could that be good? I feel like it has to be. Right. Because that was that's the funny thing was Jenna. What's her name? Super. Super, 
Um, but uh, he was married to the girl to uh, Pam from The Office. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they wow. were like married uh, forever. Yeah, it was written and directed. We need to watch. I need to watch that. I mean, written and directed by James Gunn. Come on. Yeah, we got to watch it. It's and also, I remember, like, I saw Slither once when it was newish, and I remember loving it. I've never seen it since. I don't remember much about it, although I do remember after it was over, I was like, that was much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, What year was that? 2006. Ah. I will tell you this. There's some people... And, and I know I don't want to bring up, you know, the Voldemort of, of sci-fi writing, but there's some people that just really get the balance of storytelling, character and development, character. and action. Yeah. And know who, and I feel James Gunn is there, because I've never seen James Gunn do a series before. And it's like, he's like a pro. Because doing a movie and then doing a series, you're not, oh, it's a different vibe and he's just as successful as this and that's another person who i think is really good at it is i know i shouldn't say it but joss whedon yep this is reminding me a lot of like the genius of joss whedon so who is now canceled (sighs) so i'm looking up other things james gunn did first of all i did not realize he wrote the screenplay for the original (laughs) scooby-doo that makes sense (laughs) Slither, and then he has a segment he wrote in movie 43. Like, that, I've always understood that to be the worst movie ever made. That is a terrible movie. And he also did the Belco experiment, which I've never seen. Hmm. But that's the one that, like, it's all the people in the office building murdering each other, but it's supposed to be kind of funny. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the huh. guy from uh, Scan- uh, Scandal, the president. Tony Goldwyn? Yeah, the bad guy from that's my, um That's my mask doppelganger. Whenever I have a mask on, he... so many people have been like, do you know who you, you look like? You do and look it's... like him. See, but that's... from the nose up. No, you... That's, I had the... that's nice. But that's Here's the thing. I'm just going to... It's very nice that you your doppelganger is a good-looking actor. Oh, I'm lucky. People are like, oh my God, you look just like Steven Soderbergh. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Maybe don't tell me that. (laughs) Maybe keep that to yourself. Do you know who everyone in my high school said I was the exact twin of? Who? Was Bob Saget. I got Bob Saget a lot too because I was very I got called Bob Saget. And then I got, did you get called Bob Faggot? I did get called Bob Faggot, but that was also because I had a <laughs> oh. nose job and when I was in high school and before that oh. I had a big poker. And so they also called me Bob Saget for that as well. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of depressing. They but all they called I also me did Toucan, get Andrew Lincoln They called a lot. me Toucan Faggot. Oh no. Evil Jeff, no. And so then I got a nose job and then they just called me Faggot. Oh, my God. So, in the end, the nose job was not necessary. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. I'm okay, though. I'm okay. You're fine. You're okay. Oh, you know what else we we need to mention is Eagly. Eagly. Don't you love Eagly? I love that we're like, oh, my God, do you have a dog named Doggy? Do you have a daughter named Daughtery? Daughter named Daughtery. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love Eagly. When Eagly hugged him, oh, it was so cute. Oh, it's so good. I'm just so psyched for this show. I think Me this too. show is better than Doom Patrol. So do I. It's so just good. it's just better made. Yeah. And it's just it's like it's a whole other level of funny. I will a say this though, where's the new season of the Harley Quinn cartoon? Thank you. Is that coming out? We, I don't know. Ugh. Get it. Oh going. my god, how Get about they together. referenced Batmite? Yeah. I'd rather be with Batmite than you. Who's there. Batmite? <laughs> That was yeah. amazing. The ex- the two foot tall extra dimensional imp that stands Batman. Yeah. Batmite. Ah. <laughs> oh. There's a lot of good stuff. It's so 2022. Good. We're we're literally just what? It's off to a bang. It's off, you know, with a bang. We're 2 weeks in to 2022 and we have Scream. We have Peacemaker. Destiny of X. We have Destiny of X. We also have Omicron, but you know, Hey, balance. Is your wave going down yet in New York? Yeah, New York is it's on the decline now. It's, yep. It still hasn't started to go. They're saying it should go down any, like, next week or something. I'm like, come on. Come on. Come on. Go down. But thank you for listening, everybody. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed us fanboying over some of our favorite things. Um, abortion jokes. Scream movies and mm-hmm. Emma Frost. I mean, come on. This is like what else what this is what you came to listen for. Oh my god. Weren't Sydney and Gail like you know that they're Jean and Emma, right? Like Sydney and Gail are just <laughs> yes. Jean and Emma. Yeah. They were the most Jean and Emma they've ever been. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I loved it. Oh my god. Um, please uh shoot us some if you want us to read something, let us know. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, you know, message us on Instagram, tweet at us. Uh, we'd love to interact with you and follow us and, and you know, give us a rating and give us a review. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever, we want to hear from you. We sure do. We also want to touch you. I want to touch you because I want to touch other comic book readers. Because if you read comics, well, then that makes you... Queer. Queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.